Hello, and welcome to the Self-Sufficient Hub podcast. I'm Carl from selfsufficienthub.com, and I'm here to talk about all things self-sufficiency, all things homesteading, and about how we can reduce the gap between our consumption and our production. Sustainability and food security matters. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 270 of the Self-Sufficient Hub podcast. I hope you're all safe and well. Today, I'm flying solo again, and we are talking about homestead crafty Christmas gifts. It's that time of year where it might be a bit early for some of you to be thinking about Christmas, but sometimes these things take a little time. So I just thought now would be the perfect time to talk about making some of the gifts we might otherwise buy and... I think it ties in nicely with that idea of trying to bring our consumption and our production closer together, you know, trying to reduce some of the things we consume and increase the amount that we produce. And making our own Christmas gifts for other people is a fantastic way of doing that. Now, the idea of sort of homemade gifts, it can seem a little bit naff sometimes to some people, but I have to say there's one particular family and every Christmas we exchange nothing but homemade gifts. And I have to say they're some of the more cherished items that I receive at Christmas. They're all, I know, lovingly handmade. And we're talking, you know, things like chutneys and ciders and all those kind of things. And on a recent visit to my homestead here, when uh, Alan from the Urban Homesteading UK podcast came to see me, he was kind enough to give me some homemade gifts and you know I really really appreciated them and appreciated what I did with them and where they went and and you know it doesn't have to be rubbish it can be really really high quality stuff there's so much that we can do and it's a great way of getting the whole family together and doing an activity as well if you've got children particularly if you've got children at a similar age to mine, you know, it's a great activity that everyone can get involved in. My children are all young teenagers or not quite so young now. My oldest is 16. But some of these ideas are ones that they will all enjoy. So I've got a big long list in front of me and there's no real rhyme or reason to the order of it. So I'll just start hitting through it now. Now, some of these things are things I've done many times before. Some of these things are things I've never tried, but uh, I will likely be trying as part of my Have A Go Homesteader series over the next few weeks. So we'll start with soap. We've just made our first ever batch of goat's milk soap and just in time that they will have cured in time to be given as Christmas gifts. So the reason I'm mentioning that one first is to say this is the one that you will really want to start pretty much straight away to get them ready in time for Christmas because they do require a few weeks of curing once they're made but soap making is actually incredibly simple now it can be really really daunting and indeed was for me but uh, I think having had a go at it once and I've got really really good results that I'm super happy with it's taken all of the mystery out of it for me now and I feel much more comfortable so um you know, again, that's something that I've covered on my YouTube channel and very recently soap making videos. So go and check that out if you haven't already. But soap, I think, makes a fantastic gift and you can wrap it up really simply. Just put a bow around it or whatever you want to do, some crepe paper maybe. And it makes a really attractive gift as well. And getting a gift that, you know, someone has made and lovingly created and poured their heart and soul into it. I think it just 
elevates the gift. You know, I'm not sure how excited I'd be to get a bar of soap that someone had bought for me in a supermarket. But when I receive a bar of soap someone's made, it's completely different. You know, it feels like a genuine gift, uh, which is kind of the same for the next thing on my list, which is jams and preserves. So chutneys and jams, I absolutely love getting these. And there's a couple of reasons. The first reason is all the things I've already said about the soap. But the second reason is because there's so much variety and it's a really nice way to get that variety into my larder and into my fridge and into my diet because everybody makes things slightly differently. Everybody grows slightly different things and everybody preserves them in slightly different combinations. So you get those different flavors, a different amount of sweetness, a different amount of spice, different types of spices than perhaps you get in the stuff that you're preserving. And you've got to think of it the other way around, the person you're giving it to. They'll be getting this really individual, unique, artisanal product that they can't buy in the shops. You know, it's not available there the way you make it. So in my experience, it's really, really appreciated. And it's also a great way of, you know, sharing the harvest and sharing what we do. So I think giving the gifts of jams and preserves is fantastic. Now, another thing that's slightly off the wall, and I haven't heard of many people doing this, is giving seeds, seeds that you've saved. Now, if you're saving seeds, the chances are whatever plants you save seeds from, you save far more than you're going to need. So giving some of these away to someone else can make a fantastic gift. And it's a lovely way, again, of maintaining things like seed sovereignty and all of those other things that we talk about every so often on this show. Next up is definitely a, a DIY arts and crafters idea and a homestead one at that. And that's candles, candle making. Now, candle making is not something I've ever had a go at, but it certainly will be something I'll be trying in the very near future. And again, you know, you can make your own scented candles. You can use all sorts of different ingredients and make them really, really individual. And candles make a kind of staple Christmas present as well, don't they? You know, I always find myself when I'm not sure what to give someone, uh, I can always bulk out my selection of presents with a candle or two here and there. So they do make great general gifts for people that you're not really sure what they might like. Candles are a consumable, so, you know, everyone can use them. You're not going to have too many. And uh, again, you know, you can be as individual with them as you like. Next up, a couple of baking ideas. And I'm thinking, you know, gingerbread and shortbread cookies and things like that. And they're all things that we can do. If it's something we're not doing anyway, if making gingerbread and shortbread and things like that isn't in your repertoire, it's a great one to have a go at. And this is a great time of year to do it because as we approach the Christmas holidays, we'll be having hopefully covid permitting you know we'll be having visitors to our house and uh, so will your friends so being able to give out and offer these shortbread cookies and gingerbread men and things like that is a lovely thing to just have on hand at christmas they keep really really well you can decorate them exquisitely with a, a massive range of different decorations to really christmas them up and they make great gifts for adults and children and families alike. So I think, you know, gingerbread and shortbread cookies and, and things like that is, is a plethora of cookies. You know, you don't have to be limited by the things I'm saying here. You can absolutely knock yourself out. But giving cookies and biscuits and things that you've made yourself is a lovely, lovely thing to do at Christmas, I think. 
Next one. Now, this one might be a bit late to start now, but if you've already got some, it might be something you consider gifting. And that is homemade wines and ciders and those alcoholic beverages, whether it's red wine or white wine from your own grapes, whether it's from a kit, however you've done it, it really doesn't matter. The idea is, you know, you've put the effort and the time into producing this amazing, again, artisanal product that isn't going to be bought in the store. Perhaps you've made ciders, whether it's apple ciders or other fruit ciders. You know, these are some of my absolute favorite kitchen ingredients. Now, personally, I don't drink alcohol. But that doesn't mean we don't use all these things. I use a reasonably high amount of these things in our cooking. And I absolutely love getting gifts like this. Again, these are two of the things that Alan dropped off when he came to visit me. He left me with some cider and some white wine. We haven't used the white wine yet, but we use the cider to make this beautiful pork and cider casserole. And... You know, it's just the idea that I'm using a product that didn't come from the supermarket, that wasn't mass produced. To me, it really adds value to the meal. And if you're someone who loves cooking, then you'll understand that, you know, just like it's more of a delight to cook with something that we've grown ourselves equally. It's more of a delight when we're using a product that someone else has made themselves rather than bought. And, you know, I just think that. For me, at least, the idea of getting a present where it's bought, you know, not purchased in a shop where it's been made is, you know, a bonus. It's not something that I look down on. It's something I look forward to. And it, and it adds a value to that product and just makes it that little bit more special when we're using it, consuming it, sharing it, showing it, doing whatever it is we're doing with it. So, yeah, that's uh, that's the next one on my list, wine or cider or whatever it is that you've brewed at home, your home brewings. Now, the next one on my list is a little bit out there. It might not work for everyone, but if you've got someone who isn't making sourdough and you are, then maybe you give them some of your sourdough starter. And I really like this idea because it costs you nothing. You know, chances are you're going to be throwing some away anyway at some point. And you could explain all this to them. You know, don't give it to them as their only gift. Give them their whatever you're going to give them anyway. But also give them a little bit of sourdough starter and explain that, you know, if they don't use it, no harm, no foul. You know, it's cost nothing. They can just throw it out. But it might be the little kickstart, the little nudge that someone needs to have a go, you know, just to have a go at making their first sourdough starter. Perhaps you want to write down your sourdough recipe, whatever you're using. Maybe write down care instructions for the starter, explaining that, you know, they don't need to use it straight away, how they can look after it and use it whenever they want. And I just think that would make a really nice, sweet little gift for someone who perhaps otherwise wouldn't have even considered baking their own bread. So, you know, a sourdough starter is a great idea, I think, for if you've got a little pot, you don't need to give them very much, do you? And, uh, you know, we've all got it lying around that we could easily gift and give away and not miss. So sourdough starter makes the list. 
Hi guys, I'm just very quickly interrupting the show to say please consider supporting it. If you'd like to consider supporting this one-man operation, there's lots of ways you can do it. One of the easiest of which is just to talk about it, to share it online, on your social media pages or with friends. By growing this audience is one of the best ways that we can actually ensure that the show is sustainable. If you'd like to support it more directly, then please consider becoming a patron. You can do so by going to patreon.com forward slash self-sufficient hub by becoming a patron you help me to achieve things that i'd love to be able to do in the future such as buying better equipment to increase the quality allowing me to pay myself some time to spend on the podcast again increasing the quality of it and also paying for things like transcription and show notes if you would like to do that please do consider going to patreon.com forward slash self-sufficient hub thank you Everything you do to support this show is really appreciated. Now, another great thing you can do is make things like knitted blankets. If you're a knitter, I'm not a knitter. My wife is the knitter in our house and she makes knitted blankets and they are incredibly sought after. They make amazing Christmas gifts and knitting is something that everyone can do and kind of learn fairly quickly. It's a really good skill to learn, at least, you know, not necessarily the more intricate stuff, but you can learn fairly quickly how to knit a square and that's all you need to make a blanket you can even make some lovely woolly hats knit some woolly hats and they could make fantastic christmas gifts as well they're a super simple thing to knit as well my wife when she first started those are the two things that she started with you know basically squares so blankets and then woolly hats which are kind of squares that you then fashion into shape and you know you can make your own bobble hats or whatever it might be and they make fantastic gifts and at this time of year the idea of getting a lovely wool knitted blanket is just so cozy feeling it makes me feel warm just thinking about it and the same applies for a knitted hat so that's a great gift idea if you're a knitter and if you're not Maybe you want to think about learning. Uh, What else have I got on my list? I've got a couple more things that you kind of make in the kitchen. What about toffees? Homemade toffees. These are, again, something that is really quite simple to learn and make. You need hardly any ingredients. Bit of sugar, bit of butter, bit of chocolate. You can make your own toffee. And, you know, anything like this, it's kind of the same as the gingerbread and shortbread cookies that I was speaking about earlier. You get to really you know play around with how they look like you want to you know you may want to add some nuts to them maybe you want to decorate them with little silver balls or whatever to make them Christmassy and they're a fantastic thing again to make with children so lots of these ideas are ones that you can make with children not least of which the next on my list and I say that because this is the one that my daughter does more than any others I think she's quite the artist she loves painting and she has made some incredible decorated clay plant pots that she just paints using regular paint regular you know the sort of paint that your children use at school And she's done some fantastic cartoon type chickens and 
landscapes and things on the side of plant pots and they make fantastic gifts they're just really really personalizable you can put the people's names on them the family name or something about the homestead that they're going to or something about your homestead and uh, you know my daughter will frequently paint the chickens of the people that she's giving them to or the dogs or whatever it might be on the side of the plant pots and they make lovely gifts if you want to go a step further of course you can plant them and send them off with a plant in their own personalized plant pot so just another great gift that we can make ourselves at home another thing to consider i'm quite often given chilies and you know chili sauces and things like that that are shop bought but of course we can make these ourselves we all know a chili lover and if you are a chili lover then you will know that it is a real pleasure to get given chilies, new chilies, different flavor combinations, different types of chilies you might not have tried or different types of sauces. We can all make our own chili sauce. And if you're like me, then you probably grow more chilies than you're going to eat every single year. We dry a lot of ours. We preserve a lot of ours in all sorts of different methods. But gifting your chilies and making chili sauces and things with them and giving those as gifts is a great choice for someone who's into chili, someone who's into spicy food. Because as I said, you know, if you're into spicy food, then you're really into spicy food. Um, what else? Maybe some flavoured salts. You can uh, just get some regular rock salt, save up some of your little herb and spice containers that you use throughout the year and make different flavoured salt. You could make some celery salt, some garlic salt, some mushroom salt with the, you know, the other dried ingredients. Dry some garlic, dry some mushroom, dry some celery, crush it up and make flavoured salts. What about chilli salt? What about seaweed salt? These are all things that would make amazing gifts. And if you make a selection, you know, you can make a little selection box full of different flavoured salts that would make lovely, lovely, and I'm sure very welcomed Christmas gifts. Incredibly cheap, incredibly affordable, but also you know, incredibly nice and personal. I, I do really, really like that idea. Perhaps you could also make something out of leather. Leatherworking is something we've spoke about here on the podcast before. I'm gearing up to have my first ever go at it shortly. But online, there are loads and loads of templates for little ideas for making small leatherwork gifts. All you have to do is type it into Google and you'll be absolutely swamped with choice. You won't have to worry about finding something to do. You'll only have to worry about finding the time to do it in. Now, leather is something you can come across really cheaply. Secondhand sofas that people are throwing out at the tip or well, in my case, it's going to be secondhand motorcycle jackets that I no longer need. And, uh, I can use all of these things to make leather stuff out of. I'm going to be making a knife sheath, but that's not a gift. That's for myself as my first attempt at leather work in the next day or so. But after that, you know, I think it's a case of you can make pretty much anything you like. There's all sorts of little ideas that you can do. Or perhaps if you're giving a gift to a child, what you could do is cut out all the pieces of a template to make something like a little leather dragon and send that as the gift for the child to construct. So, you know, there's lots of options here, lots of choice. And uh, I think it's something that opens up the door to a whole world of craftiness to those of us who haven't yet embarked on our leatherworking journey. And what about woodwork? We spoke about leatherwork. What about woodwork? Well, 
Some of the ideas I really like are little little woodwork key rings. So just a slice of a branch, you know, an inch thick branch cut into slices and sand that down and maybe varnish it and then just drill a small hole, put that on a key ring and boom, you've got a little keyring Christmas gift. If you get a larger piece of timber, maybe four or six inches across, and cut that into a slice, again, sand it down and maybe varnish it. They make great coasters. And if you get an even larger trunk or bow that's, I don't know, maybe 12 or 16 inches across and do the same, then you've got placemats for your table. And again, you know, what better individual heartfelt personal gift could you give than something like that we've also spoke about lots of other crafts and things on this podcast in the past whatever your knack is whatever you're into maybe you're a jewelry maker maybe you are an artist who does watercolors I know there's at least one of each of those who listen. Uh, Maybe you're a basket maker. We've spoke about basketry here on the podcast as well. Whatever it is, you know, get stuck in. And the main purpose of this episode, well, there's two purposes, really. It's a dual functioning episode. One of the purposes is to give you ideas. And I think there's plenty of them around. But the main purpose, I think, outside of that is to say, do it, have a go and don't be shy don't be scared don't think that people aren't going to want them because I can assure you they are and honestly after Christmas we less so these days because I'm pretty vocal about you know how we live but it certainly used to be the case going back just three or four years we'd look around after Christmas and we would just be surrounded by really cheap plastic tat and rubbish and it would be you know With the best will in the world, people would wrap up anything because, you know, it's nice to open a gift. But really, in the cold light of day, two or three days later, when you look at these things and all they really are, are something that's going to sit gathering dust on a shelf or perhaps be re-gifted or go under the bed and then eventually move from under the bed to up in the loft and then eventually be thrown out in a couple of years time when you can stomach doing it and uh, you know that's so sad and none of the things I've been gifted that have been handmade have ever 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 made me feel like that they've all been things that I've cherished whether it's just something I'm going to eat or whether it's something I'm going to cook with or whether it's something I'm going to use on a daily basis or put on display or whatever it might be they've been things that I genuinely cherish and I appreciate not only the thing, but the time and the thought that went into it before I received it. So please don't think that this is, you know, a second choice. You know, this isn't something you should do if you can't afford to buy a real gift. This is the real gift. This really is the real gift. It's at least in this household considered far more appreciated than the equivalent shop bought version. So get out there start crafting start making get in touch let me know what you're doing let me know how it goes and i will speak to you guys on friday cheers this episode of the self-sufficient hub podcast was brought to you by our patrons you guys are awesome 
If you'd like to support the show, there's lots of ways you can do it. The easiest of which is just to like and review it wherever you get our podcasts. You can also tell somebody about it, whether that's on social media or just face to face with a friend who you think might benefit from it. But however you support our podcast, we really, really appreciate it. If you'd like to become a patron, please consider doing so by going to patreon.com forward slash self-sufficient hub. However you support the podcast, it's listeners like you that make all of this possible. Thank you ever so much for listening, and I'll speak to you really soon.